Hey there, welcome to Your Living Health. This is the podcast where we talk about real life strategies to reduce your chronic inflammation. Each episode, we're going to uncover tools for how you can lose weight and achieve optimal health. I'm your host, Carly Lucchese. I'm a UC Davis trained registered dietitian, and I'm also a life coach. So together, let's coach through the science of inflammation, but in a way that's simple, purposeful, and fun. You ready? Let's go. Hey there, welcome back. So this last weekend was my birthday. I'm now 37 years old. Super grateful for another year that I got to spend with my family and friends. And I'm also a little proud at the birthday gift I gave to myself last year in deciding to do this podcast for you all and showing up for you each and every week for the last year. So I'm kind of proud of that birthday gift I gave to myself. And I want to ask you to please, if you have been one of my loyal listeners, head on over, leave me a quick review. I'd love to hear from you. And I appreciate your help so much in helping me to reach more people that are struggling with their inflammation just like you. So today we're talking about alcohol. And I thought it was only fitting because... This weekend was a special occasion, and usually those are the times where we tend to overdo the booze. So I know that I have had way too many weekends overdoing the booze. This last weekend was not one of them, which I'm kind of glad I'm starting to outgrow this trend, right? But is anybody with me on that? How many of you are enjoying some of these weekends um, where we're overdoing things a little bit too much? I know many of you out there drink. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But I also know that there's quite a few of you who drink more than you would like to. And that's today where I want to focus our attention. Because I know that you are not a full-blown alcoholic. You probably are the person who drinks one to two glasses of wine, maybe one to five days a week, (laughs) seven days a week. But you never really get to that point of being drunk and you remain functional. It's just, it's an indulgence for sure, but it's never really been a problem for you. But lately, maybe you've noticed this trend of being a little bit more achy. You're starting to sleep a little bit less. You're having more brain fog during the day. And you're kind of beginning to wonder if you've got a little bit of a drinking problem. And I get it. I'm totally there with you. And that's why I want to do a pulse check together with you today. So I want to go through in this episode reasons why you should drink and alternatively reasons why you maybe shouldn't be drinking as much or at least taking this opportunity to kind of notice some red flags and decide to do a pulse check. I want to steer away from kind of this, our typical culture's really binary approach when it comes to alcohol, where you're either being completely shamed for drinking or you're being completely embraced as you indulge in some lush behaviors. I really, I don't want to go on either side of that. I really want to try to maintain this middle ground um, and offer you a fresh perspective on your drinking. And then, of course, I also want to provide you some down and dirty facts about alcohol's impact on your body. 
Okay, so let's get started. And I want to start with some of the reasons why you should keep drinking. I want to start here because many of you, you're not really in that space where you're even considering stopping drinking altogether. It's a part of the day that you look forward to. And I don't want to start with reasons why you should consider removing that completely. So reason number one for why you should keep drinking is to me, very simple, right? And I think it's very beautifully pure. If you're one of my followers who are religious and you stick to a food plan, you have listened to episode 43, you understand how to create a food plan, and you know that you have drinks in your food plan as a planned and thought out indulgence. As you know from episode 43, we consume food primarily to nourish our bodies, But we also consume food just for the simple joy of it. Usually it should be in about an, you know, 80-20 or a 90-10 type ratio where you're primarily, obviously, nourishing your body. You're eating foods with the intent to fuel your body. But then we just also want to make sure that we are including foods in there without the intent of nourishing our body. Like chocolate cake doesn't nourish our body (laughs) at all. Alcohol doesn't nourish our body, but I still want it in your food plan because I want you just to have it for the joy of it. For some of you, that joy eating is drinking alcohol. Maybe some of you, it's that piece of chocolate cake. Maybe for others, it's just chips, right? But for the purpose of this episode, I'm going to assume that you're like me (laughs) and that your joy food is alcohol. Uh, So... It could be whatever drink. It doesn't really matter, right? Wine, beer, kombuchas, seltzers, mixed drinks. It doesn't matter. You include your drink of choice as your planned out indulgence on a certain day of the week. This day, it's a specific day. You've pre-planned it. You know when you're going to drink. You know how much you're going to drink. And usually you even know what type of drink you're going to have. Maybe the day isn't set. Maybe you're the person where it's more occasion-based. Like, you know that you're going to have a drink when you're out to dinner with friends. Maybe you even plan on certain occasions that you're going to have two or three drinks. You know, maybe you know that every year when you go out for your friend's birthday, that's the times that you get to have two drinks instead of just one. But I want you to notice the recurring theme. It is a planned in event. This is not something that you leave to impulse or chance. That is reason number one why you should keep drinking because you freaking planned it in. Okay. And this conveniently leads me right into reason number two for why you should drink. You not only planned it into your week as your joy eating, but you like your reasons why you planned it in. Why are you drinking? Do you like your reasons? Have you ever even considered the why behind why you drink? Or has it just been something that you mindlessly do? Because everyone else in your life seems to drink. It's almost like a rite of passage. You turn 21 and that's just what people above the age of 21 do is they drink, right? But what are appropriate reasons for why you should drink? And I think an amazing reason to drink is just simply because you like the taste of it. It doesn't have to be some grandiose reason like, well, oh, I'm nourishing this certain type of cell and I'm having it for the antioxidants. And No, you don't need a specific reason to drink. Maybe you just simply enjoy the experience of it. It's a planned indulgence just for the joy of enjoying the taste and, of course, 
probably for some of you, the effect of this beverage. There's nothing wrong with drinking alcohol. Even Jesus drank wine. But what I challenge you to do is to look inside of yourself and with honesty, begin to answer the questions for why you're drinking in the first place. And I think a third reason for why you should drink might be a little controversial, but I need you to listen up, okay? Maybe this is more my opinion than anything, but I think some of you out there should start drinking if you think that you're better than others for not drinking. If you are one of the ones shaming people around you, looking down your nose at those who have a glass of wine at dinner or bragging about how you don't drink, I think you need to have a glass or two every now and again to pop your freaking ego. Ego can be one of the greatest barriers to genuine human connection. And if your pride is pushing others away, maybe it's time to set it aside and share a moment with the people around you over a drink. Now that I got that out of my system, let's focus our attention to the reasons why you should consider taking a pause or maybe a deep reassessment of your drinking patterns. So here's where the true assessment begins, (laughs) because I think a lot of you are maybe in this category a little bit more than the reasons to drink, right? So I'm going to go over six red flags that I want you to begin to be more aware of. So I'm also going to give you some steps for what to do if you fall into one of these red flag categories. So red flag category number one is if you are drinking to drown out the day or to wash the day away, right? How many of you are doing that? This is full air quotes. I need to wash the day away, right? If during the day, the only thing that you can think about is how awful this day is going and how you just can't wait to suck down your favorite beverage and just forget about it all, I want you to consider doing a pulse check. Remember, your thoughts create your feelings. And if your day is so awful, guess who's creating that awful for herself? If this is you, I want to challenge you to listen to your thoughts during the day and gain some context over why you feel so awful. Because chances are, there are many unnecessary layers of pain that you are creating about a circumstance that might truly be neutral. And I say that lightly because all circumstances are neutral. (laughs) It might not be neutral. It is neutral. And I'm not saying that you can't choose to be sad about a circumstance that you're faced with at work or in your life. But what I want you to consider is that layering anger and frustration and overwhelm and defeat on top of a baseline feeling of sadness about a circumstance, not super useful. And what it's doing is creating in your life an overdrinking problem. Equally, not super useful. So red flag number two is if you are drinking to escape the discomfort of negative emotion. So this red flag is, it's really right in alignment with flag number one because there are many of you who are creating excessive discomfort from your thoughts, which is one of the problems. But then the next problem is drinking to avoid this discomfort. Friends, What is wrong with feeling the discomfort of negative emotion? 
Yes, it sucks. It's not fun. But emotions are not problems to be solved, even the uncomfortable ones. There is no need to run away to escape them. You don't need to silence them with booze. There's no need to indulge in them either and make them worse. What if that was your red flag that's telling you that you need to begin to become more proficient at letting the chemical response of a negative emotion pass through you? What if the problem of you not feeling your negative emotions is a recurring pattern in multiple areas of your life and that pattern is actually the thing that's holding you back? What if learning how to process the vibrations of uncomfortable emotion is actually the next step of your personal evolution? And you drinking to avoid that is just keeping you spinning in place. Red flag number three to consider your drinking is that maybe you're the one who's not trying to escape discomfort. (laughs) You're instead desperately trying to create more positive emotion. How many of you drink in order to have a good time? (laughs) I've done this way too many times. How many of you think that there is a positive correlation between fun and alcohol? Meaning the more alcohol, the more fun you're going to be able to have. If this is you, I would consider looking back to gain a little bit more clarity over these situations. Why did you need to seek more fun out of this situation? Were you able to create more fun? Or did you maybe inadvertently create less of a fun experience from the inclusion of alcohol? Did this alcohol indulgence actually take away from this experience when you intended for it to create more of an enjoyable one? Could you have had less alcohol and enjoyed the experience more? Was, were you able to create more fun? Or could you have had the same amount of fun without the negative effect of the alcohol? What is that limit? How do you find that limit? Where might that limit be in your life? I want you to just kind of look back with curiosity and true honesty about some of these past situations where you may have drank a little bit more than you intended. Red flag number four is if alcohol is never a planned event, And it's instead always an urge-driven behavior. Maybe this is you if you go out to dinner and you planned not to drink, but when you were offered, it just sounded so good that you had to indulge. Or maybe you saw your friends drink and I just have to have one. Or maybe you didn't plan to drink that night, but you saw... You know, maybe you saw your favorite bottle of wine in the pantry and, you know, just kind of like shrugged your shoulders and a glass won't hurt anything. Friends, if your alcohol is an urge-based behavior, guess what muscle you are getting stronger at flexing? (laughs) Yep, your primal brain. Your primal brain is getting stronger and stronger by the day the more you give into its urges. And I like to think of a salesman... Um, your primal brain like a salesman. So yeah, sure. I know your primal brain is also a toddler. (laughs) Toddlers can also be quite proficient salesmen when they're trying to get you to buy them candy. So sometimes that they just don't jump right to the temper tantrum. Sometimes it's more sales pitchy, right? Maybe these sales pitches sound like 
one glass of wine won't hurt. You've been so good. The antioxidants, they're good for you. It's rude if you don't have a drink with your husband or your friend or at this this certain sales event or something. Maybe the sales pitches that your primal brain will come up with, they're endless. And I want you to be curious which ones you typically fall for. What if this red flag was just simply your cue to be on to yourself and to really listen to your brain's sales pitches and begin to consider talking back to your brain, right? When your brain's like, oh my God, one glass won't hurt. You could be like, sure brain, I know one glass won't hurt, but we'll have it on Wednesday just like we planned. You really can begin to talk back to your brain when it starts to kind of offer up these sales pitches so that you begin to flex your adult brain a little bit more than your primal brain. Red flag number five is if you notice your life is being impacted negatively from your drinking. This will look different for each of you because some of you might be able to handle a lot of alcohol without it impacting your life very much. And some might be able to only handle very little. For some of you, it's going to depend on the type of alcohol that you drink. You know, maybe some of you just handle beer better than you do wine. But then also, for some of you, it's going to impact not just your life negatively, but it's going to impact your ability to grow. For me personally, I have a fairly low tolerance for alcohol, not just in my body's ability to process it, but also in my own personal tolerance for it because I need my brain. I need my brain to coach my clients. I need my brain to grow my business. I need it to create what I need to create to help you and to meet you where you're at. My life and my goals are not just to be a great wife and a great mother, but to serve you, each of you, my listeners, my clients. I want to serve you on the highest level. And if my brain is filled with inflammation, I can't serve you to the level that I want. And I have a low tolerance for that. Some of you might accidentally be letting alcohol strip you of your potential. It might be keeping your brain suppressed to a degree that you're not even aware of. And this is all part of the pulse check as you do this honest inspection of your relationship with alcohol. Alcohol isn't just a problem when it's disruptive to your ability to work or your ability to parent or your ability to be a functioning member of society. You don't need to be a full-blown alcoholic. It's an issue when it prevents you from realizing the best version of yourself that you aspire to be. Red flag number six is if you seem to be drinking against your own will. Maybe you have put in plans to drink and when you want to drink and what you want to drink and how many you're going to have. And then when it comes time to implement these plans, all hell breaks loose. You fall completely off rails. Nothing goes to plan. And you kind of are left stuck wondering what the hell just happened. And then you probably just beat the crap out of yourself for not being able to follow through. If this is you, if you are drinking against your own will, I want you to tap into your curiosity. Really be curious exactly the context that knocked you off track. Really zoom in on the emotions that created the action of drinking when you didn't want to. 
with curiosity and compassion, dig into the thoughts that may have created that emotion that triggered that undesired action. Without curiosity, you will not be allowed to see into what actually happened. If you're just sitting there being all judgy of yourself and judgy of your actions and judgy of your drinking problem, guess what? You will not be offered insight into exactly what happened that caused you to drink. We don't know. Did you fall for a sales pitch? Were you just unwilling to feel a feeling? Were you trying to create more of a certain emotion? What happened? We don't know. Without curiosity, we will not know that. And without that knowledge, how are you going to be able to put a plan in place ahead of time to support yourself when this situation once again arises? It will arise again. And with curiosity, you'll be able to figure out what to do for the next time. So that's all I have right now when it comes to reasons why to and why not to drink. Then on top of that, there's some of these cold hard facts about alcohol that I think still need to be cards on the table, especially because I know you as my listeners, you struggle with inflammation. You're having some difficult weight loss. So we want to always be having that conversation of things that promote inflammation. And when it comes to alcohol, There is no safe level of alcohol to consume. Alcohol will 100% of the time result in inflammation to your brain and to your body. It will strain your liver with an additional toxin burden that it needs to process. Alcohol will deplete your B vitamins, which are in charge of protecting you from DNA damage and cancer formation. Alcohol is going to disrupt your ability to achieve restorative and high-quality sleep patterns. It's going to impact your hormone regulation. It's going to impact negatively your blood sugar regulation. It's going to reduce your ability to recover from exercise. There is just no biological upside to drinking alcohol. But that doesn't mean you can't do it. But I want to consider each of you today, take that pulse check. Why are you drinking? Do you like your reasons? Are you in control of your drinking? Or is your drinking controlling you? Have you had the opportunity or given yourself that opportunity to tap into curiosity to really do that honest pulse check and to look at your situation without being judgy of what's going on? If you're having a hard time in this area of your life, I want to encourage you to head on over to yourlivinghealth.com, book a quick call with me. I just want to chat about where you might be getting stuck. Maybe you just need an external set of eyes doing the pulse check uh, because sometimes it can be hard to do a pulse check when you're kind of stuck inside your own brain. And I want to help you to figure out what your next steps should be. And also, I want to invite each of you to enroll in a free new mini course series that I just created. If you're one of my loyal listeners, this information might might not be quite as in-depth as you're used to. I definitely dig into concepts a little bit deeper within this platform, but... More than the mini course, what I really want to invite you to sign up for is a limited time offer to get a comprehensive inflammation pre-screen. So this pre-screen, it goes over 17 different markers within 
a lot of different systems of your body that's going to just offer you a quick check into where you're at with your health. It's not quite as in-depth, of course, as the lab work that I offer within Synergistic Lifestyle, but it's going to just give you that quick snapshot of where to focus your efforts and where your inflammation risk is the highest. Right now I'm running a special. If you get the lab pre-screen kit and a consult with me, it's only going to cost $159. So I hope that you'll enroll, sign up, book your spot with me soon. That's all I've got for you today. Um, The lab draw, you don't even have to go to a lab. It's just an at-home kit where you're just going to poke your finger and send it away. Super easy, super cheap. I can't wait to see you guys, and I'll check in with you next week. All right, bye. Hey, change is hard, and doing it without professional guidance can make it seem impossible. If you're willing to do the work, I can make your path to longevity straight and strategic. Take the first step, head on over to yourlivinghealth.com and book your free consult so we can chat about your unique situation. And please, take a second or two and leave me a review. Thank you for your interest in reducing your chronic inflammation, and I'll talk to you next week. Bye.